Hi and welcome to the Chad Show podcast. I'm Chad, your host. We are going to listen to a special program right now. I hope you are blessed by these programs. You can find me on your favorite podcast platform. You can find access to them to these podcasts on Google Podcasts, the Anchor app, Spotify, and on YouTube. I will link each in the description box below. All you need to do is to type in the search bar of Google and type in the Chat Show Podcast. Alright, now let's go to the podcast and I'll see you there. Aloha. King James Version basically says, this is Paul and uh, Silas uh, relating their experience in Berea, and they said their report was that these people in Berea were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Why? In that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and he had come, and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Now, can anyone tell me, just by reading that verse, so what was the main goal? What, what made the, the folks in Berea do what they did? Two things they were told to, we were told that they did. One, they received the word with all readiness of mind. Specifically referring to Paul's sermon to them that day, they received it with all readiness of mind, yet, they went and searched the scripture daily whether those things were so. So what do you think is the biggest motivator for the people in Berea, according to the results? If you have the NLT, out the truth. very good, because if you read the NLT version of this, it's more precise. Uh, I don't know whether you have your NLT Ruby, if you can just share with the rest of the group of Acts 17 verse 11. Uh, just read to us. It's a, it's an amazing translation. I really really love it. Let's see, Acts seventeen eleven, and the people of Berea were more open minded than those in Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. Can you imagine that? Right. This is at this stage of the, of the game. Paul is well known. Yet, to them, Paul was still subject to this all-important rule. Are they speaking according to scriptures? Amen? So that's the first reason why we studied the Bible. What's the second reason? This is a powerful statement from steps to Christ. And this is what Alan Dewey says. We should not take the testimony of any man as to what the scriptures teach but should study the words of God for ourselves. If we allow others to do our thinking, we shall have crippled energies and contracted abilities. That's powerful, isn't it? So as we go through the study today, let us be mindful of these two things always, whether today or in other studies to come. This is why we study. To make sure that what we hear and what we should listen to is really the truth. What is the truth? Anything from the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Bow our heads for the prayer. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, as we begin our study today, Lord, we surrender our lives and our being to you, Lord, so that in Jesus' name we ask us that the Holy Spirit will be our teacher and our guide this afternoon. Let's every soul gathered here, the families that they represent, may we, as a result of this Bible study, come to a better understanding of who you are. But more importantly, Father, be empowered 
to obey your word exactly and joyfully. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. First Corinthians 10 31. What's our study for today? Whatever you do. Whatsoever you do. Amen. Whatsoever you do. Okay, so first Corinthians 10 31. Very well known verse. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Talk to me folk. What does this verse say to you? Do all to God. Glorify our God always. She said, glorify our God always. Glorify our God always. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. And that's the result of this. But what is this verse really saying to us? How do we glorify God? We produce character of Jesus. Amen. We are the reproduction of the character of Jesus in our lives that will allow us to do what? Remember it says here, whatsoever you do, you see, when you have a character of Jesus that everything that you do will glorify God. Amen? Yes. This is what the Amen. SDA Bible commentary that we are under obligation to bring every thought, word, and lead into harmony with the word of God. Say that one more time. We are under obligation to bring every thought, word and deed, into harmony with the word of God. Wow. How can we do that unless we know the word of God, amen? Unless we take time to study the word of God. So the recreation of Jesus' character in us, as uh, Brother Smallpark correctly pointed out, is a result of our determination and our surrender to the Holy Spirit so that he can teach us God's word, allow us to understand it clearly and to share it effectively, but most importantly, to obey it exactly and all by the Holy Spirit. I would keep on saying this. We are all Pentecostal. We should be empowered by the Holy Spirit in everything that we do. Now, whatsoever you do, oh, uh, this is all aspects of our lives. The moment we wake up, we are under this rule, under this requirement, this expectation covers us, whatsoever you do. The religion of Christ, the SDA Bible commentary continues, the religion of Christ concerns all the affairs of man, whether in the physical, the mental, or the spiritual realm. The redemption provided in Christ is a complete redemption that applies to the entire man. Wow. Whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Do all so that the character of God is being uh, correctly and therefore understood in our lives. That's a tough order, the tall order. And that's why I thought we should take some time to study this uh, more deeply this week. Going to spirit of prophecy, man created for God's glory. God created man for his own glory, that after test and trial, the human family might become one with the heavenly family. Huh. Even though God had created Adam and Eve in his image, they were not quite at one with the heavenly family, according to this. Man created man for his glory that after test and trial, 
the human family might become one with the heavenly family. It was God's purpose to repopulate heaven with the human family if they would show themselves obedient to his every word. Okay, go ahead. What test and trial are they referring to? Initial test in the Garden of Eden. Ah, I see. I see. Right? Initial test in the Garden of Eden. And that was, you know, um, the fact that there is there was war in heaven meant that even the angels are under probation. They had to prove themselves to be one with God. And therefore God allowed Lucifer to do what he did to show, to, to give, put them in, that was their test. The angels in heaven, were, but after they were defeated, it's, it's over. Those are two thirds are with God, right? Are with are heavenly angels. The rest are fallen angels. Test, probation, applies to every created being. We go through our own probation. God created man for his own glory that after test and trial, the human family might become one with the heavenly family. It was God's purpose to repopulate heaven with the human family if they would show themselves obedient to his every word. Adam must be tested to see whether he would be obedient as the loyal angels. But by this time, so we can tell that by this time, the, the, the battle in heaven is, is over. Satan is now, and his one-third have been, have shown themselves to be disloyal. Right? So Adam has to be tested to see whether he would be obedient as the two-thirds that didn't fall, or disobedient as the one-third that fell. If he stood the test, his instruction to his children would have been only of loyalty. Folks, this thing is telling us that Unless we are one with God, even the best of our teachings to our children may not be correct. Mm. Let me read it one more time, in case you missed it. If he stood the test, his instruction to his children would have been only of loyalty. Did he pass the test? No, he didn't. So, as... Superior as this great being was, this is this great work of creation was. Even his teaching was marred because of it, because he, he failed the test. His mind and thoughts would have been, they were, would have been as the mind and thoughts of God. I continue. God made Adam after his own character, pure and upright. There were no corrupt principles in, in the first Adam, no corrupt, no corrupt propensities or tendencies to evil. Adam was as faultless as the angels before God's throne. These things are inexplainable, but many things which now we cannot understand will be made plain when we shall see as we are seen and know as we are known. Why did Lucifer fall? Why did Lucifer become Satan? It boggles the mind. There is someone. Nobody tempted Lucifer. He was in the glory of God. Daily. Yet he fell. Folks, we need to take it take very seriously the fact that we can easily fall at any time if we are not together with God at one with God. We do not have any strength, folks. Let me say it one more time. We do not have any strength on our own. Praise God for Philippians 4.13. We can do all things, including all things that glorify God, through Christ who strengthens us. Hi, Lori, we, we just began, so you haven't missed much. Thank you. Any questions? Feel free to you know cut in because I'm rolling. <laughs>
God's Amazing Grace, page 344. That's where all that, those four pages came from. Amen? Any questions? Okay, moving on. More thought on 1 Corinthians 10, 31. A perfected people. With an eye single to the glory of God. Eye single. That is the main thing that motivates us. At work, at play, in our rest, with an eye single to the glory of God, we should give careful, thoughtful attention to the matter of our eating and drinking. We need divine guidance, even in our commonest habits of everyday life. That there may be no little leaks which will consume means unnecessarily simply for the gratification of a perverted appetite. The question may be asked, may I not do what I like with myself? Am I never to have my own way? Is not my body my own? You may have your own way, but it will be at the loss of your soul. Or you may have God's way and live to a purpose in this world and in the world to come at the everlasting life. Those who have received instruction regarding the evils of the use of flesh foods, tea and coffee, and rich and unhealthful food preparations, and who are determined to make covenant with God by sacrifice, will not continue to indulge their appetite for food that they know to be unhealthy. This is a work that will have to be done before his people can stand before him a perfected do not misuse or abuse any portion of your God-given powers, physical, mental, or moral. All your habits are to be brought under the control of a mind that is yes. itself yes. under the control of God. Yes. Let this mind be new, which is also Christ Jesus. Questions, thoughts? 1031. I hope that... Uh, I've enlightened that verse a little bit more than how we used to understand it before. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's go on to a cousin verse. Colossians 3.17 And whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father, by him. Wow. Okay, folks, give me some thoughts on this verse, Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. What's the first thing that jumps uh, to your mind when you read that verse? Well, for me, the first thing that jumped out is giving thanks. So whatever you do in word or deed, there should be a measure of gratitude. Men, how is this verse different from 1 Corinthians 10, 31? Do you do all in the is name of Jesus? Sorry, Carol, you said something? You do all in the name of Jesus. Okay, but here it's even adds that phrase in word or deed. Yeah. Now it's bringing in this aspect of what we see, <clears throat> not just not not just what we do. Right. We can do all the correct things, but if our word uh, cause for injury to the souls of others, mm. this is what this verse is saying. It uh, reveals your character. What's that? It reveals your character. Absolutely. And it may nullify the, the good deeds that you're doing. You may be doing the right thing, but your words may be too cruel mm. for it to be taken seriously or to be taken for life by someone that you're trying. And I say this, folks, as a guilty part. 
I tried to do the right thing, but perhaps my words to my children were a little bit harsh. This verse is so powerful. It drops in the, the power for the tongue to do good or bad. And it says, whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of Lord Jesus. First thing, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. What does it mean in the name of Lord Jesus? Why do you think, what, what, what does the phrase in the name of Jesus bring to you? Bring to your mind. The Lord's Prayer. Absolutely. When we pray, we pray in the name of Jesus with the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. So it says here, whatsoever we do, it's, it seems to be suggesting, have you prayed asking the Father in the name of His Son to help you in everything that you do first? Because unless you do that, uh, you won't be giving thanks to Him. Mm. You'll do things for your own glory. You'll do things for fame. You'll do things for the very wrong reason. You may be doing the right things, but for the very wrong reason, wrong motivation. And whatsoever you do in order to do all in the name of Lord Jesus, mm. giving, giving thanks to God, and who's a source of all power, me. and Father, by Him. Whatever you do for me and whatever you do. Word or deed, the great two artists of human life and conduct. Nothing unworthy of Christ is to be done by his children. Nothing unworthy is to be said. In the name of Jesus, i.e. in the spirit and character of one who truly serves Christ with reference to Christ. Everything that we do must be saying, wow, that's exactly how Jesus would have done it. People should see Jesus in everything that we do and glorify him and praise him. If I be lifted up, this is how we lift him up. Remember when Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. In whatsoever we do, in his name. More than just saying, in the name of Jesus, I do this. With the power of Jesus, with Jesus being in me, I'm able to do this. Thank you, Lord. Ruby, do us a favor, please. Uh, Colossians 3.17, NLT, please. Can you read that for us? And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, mm -hmm. giving thanks through him to God the Father. Wow. <laughs> as a representative. In other words... Everything that we do should testify to the world that we are ambassadors of Jesus. We represent him. I'll go more, I'll go further than that. Everything that we do should tell the world that Jesus walks with us. Yeah. Um, in Sabbath school today. Do I walk? What's that? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, go ahead. Um, I was just saying that in Sabbath school today, Sean, uh, who is teaching, was sharing that he works at the hospital and sometimes he takes a walk uh, to take a break around the hospital. And uh, he passes by the smoking section and he sees like doctors and nurses smoking and he's like you know they know they know better but yet they still do these things and um it his point was you know even though they know um i guess it doesn't matter sometimes what people do um so it, it, it's um Enoch 
went to heaven because you walked with God. I mean, that's all I need to say, right? Unless God walks with us, we are dreaming about going to heaven only. We have to walk with God. Period. I mean, that's it. Walking with God demands surrender to Him. Because it's not going to be an easy path all the time. But why should we worry when He's right beside us? Going through the furnace? Going through the deep oceans? When you're about to drown? Why should we worry if we know that God is with us? He's right there with us. Amen? Amen. Walking with God, folks. With God. You know, we look at others that do that, you know. Doctors should know better than to to smoke. Seventh-day Adventists should know better than to drink caffeine. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Amen. I mean, we point at those guys eating this. And right right after you point at the guy, the same hand that pointed, lifts up a can of Coke. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I've just made a transition. It took a while. For me, now I only drink the caffeinated diet green tea. Mm. That's it. If I need to drink anything other than water. That's it. Took a while. Just a matter of Good things taste like that. You know, the more when you make the transition, after a while, God makes things better. I'm just saying, folks, be careful how you point. Right, fingers. Let's, folks. I got more problems on my own than to, than to point at others. I got enough on my table right in front of me, and all it is is the title of the list in front of me is John's problems. Not that I don't love others, folks. I love them. But man, I got no time to judge them. I'll just pray for them and pray that the power and the spirit of God and strengthen them in whatever challenges they may be facing. Could be dietary, could be anger management, could be evil thoughts, evil eye, whatever it is. Just pray for them. But as far as pointing out issues, no, no, no. Jesus, please point out my problems right here. Give me a solution to this problem. Help me, Lord. Amen. 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 This is what uh, Ellen G. White uh, says in regards to Colossians 3, 17. And she titles it, Cheerfulness glorifies God. Do you hear that? Cheerfulness glorifies God. In other words, when we look sad, we don't glorify God. How about this? You're telling people, follow me to Jesus, and you look sad. How powerful is that message? (laughs) Here it is. Where there is a heart in which the light of heaven does not radiate, there is solitude in which Christ cannot abide. If your heart is not open to the light of heaven, that heart is not ready to accept Jesus. By the side of every soul is an angel, angel presence. A guardian angel. Every, every one of us has a guardian angel from the moment we were born. I have been instructed that with Christ, there was given to our world all the treasures of heaven. Nothing was reserved. If man does not open the door of his heart to Christ Jesus and commune with him, satanic agencies will commune with him. Either Christ is there or the devil is there. It's never void of either of them. One or the other. It is to the glory of God that cheerfulness about. You say it one more time. It is to the glory of God that cheerfulness about. 
if the softening, subduing influence of the grace of Christ be present, pleasant words will always be spoken. Ah, uh, so harsh words are coming out of our mouths towards others. This sentence is saying the influence of the grace of Christ is not present in the heart. If one makes mistakes, go to the erring one alone, speak not words of counsel with a vim, but modulate your voice. Speak the truth in the right tone. Speak the truth with a sympathetic tone. Speak the truth with a tone that tells the person, even though you are what you are, I still love you as a brother or sister. In the name of Jesus. Because that's how he has loved me. And I just want to love you the same way that he loves me. No conditions. Just want you to know that your eternal life is my concern. Isn't that amazing? If one makes mistakes, go to the erring one alone. Speak not words of comes with a vim, but modulate your voice. He who occupies an influential influential position as God's steward should take special special care not to irritate by word or act. He should speak pleasantly to every worker and reveal no irritability or sourness of disposition. Let everyone placed in a position of trust be as much more careful how he speaks and acts. And his position is greater in responsibility than the position of his fellow workers. For those connected with the work of God can please the master by speaking kindly only. Those who are connected to the word of God must only speak kindly. This is what I'm just rephrasing it in case you missed it. There's no room for anyone who's working with God to speak unkindly. Any word spoken thoughtlessly or unadvisedly should be retracted on the spot. We make mistakes. We apologize. Show humility by saying, please forgive me. I've asked the Lord to forgive me, but please forgive me. I shouldn't have spoken to you like if the speaker forgets to do this, or if he does not regret his thoughtfulness, someone should, in the spirit of Christ, remind him of his duty and to apologize. For we are to remember that as Christians professing to work in unity, we must not act like sinners whose sinful words and works, unless repented of, will condemn. Huh? Words huh? can bring about life, can bring about death but they always have an effect. You might not think, you know, we, we, we say something in jest, as a joke, or in humor. 99 people are laughing, but somebody said when you heard that. Mm. Guess who God is looking at? The one who's sad. And the one who just said something that supposedly funny. Christians are to love one another as Christ has loved. Upon the manifestation of this love, it is the world's recognition of the truth of the gospel. It was for this that Christ prayed in the last prayer of John 17 and 4. Christians must not act like unruly children. Before the world chose, before the world, those who claim to be God's children must give evidence that they have left behind them the childish ways of their unconverted life. This day with God, page 332. Amen. 1 Corinthians 10.31 focused on what we do. That's why not Colossians 3.17 now focused on what we do, but added to that is also what we say. Amen. Amen. You know, that great thing that I read long, long ago, still true today. If you don't have anything good to say to someone, can somebody complete it for me? 
Don't say anything. Don't say anything at all. Don't say anything at all. Amen. Amen. Isn't that so true, isn't it? I mean, man, oh man. Okay, any questions, comments on those two verses so far? We have one more verse to go. None? Okay, let's continue. First Peter 4 11. First Corinthians 10 31. Whatsoever you do. Colossians 3 17. Whatsoever you do. In action, in word or deed. Right? Read the word. But first Peter 4 11. Look at what this one says. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Thoughts on this verse, folks? Talk to me. What does your NLT version say, Ruby? Um, it says, uh, verse 11, Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Stop right there. Hmm? Right Did you just hear that? <laughs> who, who, who thinks he has the gift of speaking, let him speak as if what? God. As, as if God himself were speaking through you. God himself is speaking. So be, in other words, Let's take it back and step back and say, before we open our mouth, would God say this, what I'm about to say? <laughs> it's tough. But that's exactly what every Christian, the access, the mental exercise that every Christian do almost instantaneously before we open our mouth. <laughs> I see even Mike smiling. It's tough, eh, Mike. <laughs> Sometimes it's like the kind of the string breaks, too late, eh? goes. Eh? Continue, Ruby, sorry. No problem. Um, do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. This Amen. verse basically builds on Colossians 3.17 and goes deeper. Right? Colossians 3.17 says, you've got to watch what we say. Here it says, not only watch what we say, what we say should be what God would say if you were not speaking. Ah. <laughs> Folks, happy 2022. <laughs> I, I, uh, so I was studying this, man, I just went, whoa. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for pointing this out. Caution. I can just hear my wife whispering to me, I've been trying to tell you this for the last 40 years, dear. I said, yeah, my ears just finally opened up. Better late than never. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The last it's shall so be first. Sorry. Okay, Alan. I just said. I just said the last shall be first. <laughs> Amen. Okay, let's uh, see what Ellen G. White uh, says in regards to this. Probation and perfection. All the varied capabilities that men possess, soul, body, and spirit, are given them of God to be so educated and trained that they may reach the highest possible degree of excellence. The human agency must cooperate with the divine purpose. And in so doing, man is pronounced a laborer together with God, by co-laborer with God, amen? Every faculty, every attribute, 
in which God has endowed us is to be used to his name's glory. Man must cooperate with Christ to restore the moral image of God in man. And it is in the wearing of the yoke of Christ it comes. And learning daily Christ's meekness and lowliness of heart, I add, that Christ can use him to be a blessing to his fellow men. Remember Matthew 11, 28 and 29? Come unto me, only that labor and I have laden, and I will give you rest. What's the next one? What does verse 29 say? Or you can eat. Uh, take or you can. my yoke upon you and learn of me. That's exactly what he's saying here. That's what Ellen G. White is rephrasing here. This testimony. And it is in the wearing of the yoke of Christ, take my yoke upon, and learning daily of Christ's meekness and loneliness, that Christ can use us to a blessing, to be a blessing to our fellow men. Taught first by Christ, and then guarding our own mind and soul, we shall serve a holy purpose in lifting our own thought to that which is pure and elevated. And through words and example, awaken in the soul of our fellow men and fellow men devotion and gratitude to God. In thus doing, we are co-laborers together with God. We should not employ our entrusted gift to exalt self, to seek praise of men, but to exalt God, to inspire minds, not to think of what glory he may bring to himself, to ourselves but how we can prove ourselves a blessing to our fellow men and become the most successful agency to draw souls to contemplate heavenly things. Goes back to our initial point. In our mind, is this world, as good as it may be, as successful as we may be, is this world only a pilgrim's world? Is it still a distant second to what God has made for us? That's the mindset of someone who's looking forward to Christ's return. That's the mindset of someone that wants to have a character of Christ. He perfectly recreated in his or her life. We must teach others in words and deeds to walk in Christ's footsteps. Then in our own mind, then our own mind will become well balanced and our endowments will be appreciated as the gift of God to be employed in God's great plan to help in every way possible. By harmonious action with God in his great plan, we will fill this pointed place. We will bring ourselves back through the grace of God given us to the perfection of Christ's character. Uplifted through the grace of God, we will be prepared to uplift his own transformation of character yeah. in our fellow men, both by precepter and by example. Your shoulder. Amen. 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 All the gifts of God are to be exercised to produce as well as to consume. Ah. We uh, tend to consume more than produce. All the gifts of God are to be exercised to produce as well as to consume. In no case can this work become a self-centered work. To God be the glory. Amen? Or exclusive of his fellow work. This probationary life is given to bring man back to his perfection, which is to be the character of all who shall be saved. The law of God is a reflection of his character. This day with God, page nine. Thoughts, folks? Comments? That is 1 Corinthians 10.31, Colossians 3.17. And we ended with first Peter four eleven. 
think the first paragraph uh, kind of stuck me. Am I consuming more than producing? That's something that I'm asking myself. To produce and, uh, and consume, right? Both. Yeah. It's, it's like... Um, They're being fed the manna from heaven through the word of God. So we continue to study. But unless that study and meditation and prayer, walking with God, is reproduced in leading others to God, then we're only consuming, not producing. It's the same thing as the vine. When God comes, he trims the unproducing branches. You know, I hope you realize that the, the connection of the talent with, with the, 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 uh, the parable of the vine. Basically, the talent, what happened to those who did not produce? What happened to the one who received one? It, it was taken away. Taken away. away. Given to who? Given to somebody else, right? Someone yeah. who already has it. Same thing with the vine. The reason that is being trimmed so that those branches that are already fruiting will fruit even more. <laughs> Amen? Amen. You see, God is not a wasteful God. God doesn't get things and then return them to goodwill. Or, you know, <laughs> it is not a wasteful God. If you're not going to use it, I'm going to give it to somebody who's going to use it. Even though it's already producing, it's going to produce more. All the gifts of God are to be exercised to produce as well as to consume. It's a biblical principle. Since we have five minutes, maybe I'll add a couple of verses. <laughs> um, let's go to Colossians 3.23. Okay. It's, it's similar. Here it says, and whatsoever you do. So remember the title of us today is whatsoever you do. 17 talks about word and deed, amen? Here it says, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. The focus of why we're doing things. Right off the bat, what does this verse uh, kind of tell you, folks, when you, when you read? How does it apply to you? How do, how do you apply it in your life? Talk to me, folks. It's a Bible study, so share. Share thoughts. Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto me. Um, whatever I do, or the reason whatever I do is for, it's for God. He's my purpose and the reason I exist. Amen. If you open your Bible to this Colossians chapter 3 and ask why? What's the context? Remember, one of the greatest things about Bible studies is we need to understand the context. What's the context of verse 22? Who is Paul speaking to? The answer is in verse 22. It starts out with servants, obey all things and masters. Yeah. Okay. So when I read it, I said, man, even that work. I'm working for pay and I report to somebody. I report to somebody who is a complete tyrant. I report to somebody who I do not enjoy working for. This is the verse for you. Whatsoever you do, <laughs> do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Amen. You realize how powerful this is, what this verse is saying? This verse is saying that no matter what the circumstances are, whatever are, we find our hands and our feet and our mouth and our lips and our ears, are required to do, we are doing it as if we're doing it to God. Do it heartily. So we shouldn't be discouraged or, or get Absolutely down if we work not. for us. Absolutely not. That's what Paul is saying to us. Yeah. That's what Paul is saying to us. In fact, it's funny that when I was working as a, uh, in, at the bank, 
uh, as an HR person, and I first started. Guy came to me and uh, was complaining to me about his or her, his boss. The boss was cruel, uh, always finding fault in him. And I said, so what's the, what, what has the result of that relationship been to you? John, I find myself not feeling like coming to work. And I said, no, it should be exactly the opposite. You should come to work earlier and work harder. It's just, what, what are they trying to tell me? This is the verse. In my mind, as I told, I said, prove to him that you do not, your, your, that you, that he will not change who you are. You'll always be the hardworking person. Ir irrespective or in spite of who he is and how he's treating you. Long story short, that guy's an SVP now. You think God is blind to the problems that we have? No. He's right there beside us. He walks with us. Remember what happened to Joseph, amen? Did it change him when you were thrown into jail? No, it didn't change him. It didn't face him one bit. Why? Because in his mind, whatever he was required to do, always to God. That's why when Potiphar's wife asked him to do the unthinkable, he said, I couldn't do it. I cannot do it. Because whatever I do is to the glory of God. You know, he said, I cannot sin against my God. But that's exactly what he says, what Paul is rephrasing. Do it hardly as to the Lord and not unto men. The life of Christ from his earliest years was a life of earnest activity. He lived not, he lived not to please himself. He was the son of the infinite God, yet he worked at the carpenter's trade with his father Joseph. His trade was significant. He had come into the world as the character builder, and as such, all his work was perfect. Into all his secular labor, he brought the same perfection as into the characters he was transforming by his divine power. He is our bat. Parents should teach their children the value of the right use of time. Teach them that to do something which will honor God and bless humanity is worth striving for. Even in their early years, they can be missionaries for God. Christ Object Lessons, 345, 346. I want to end with Ecclesiastes 9, 10. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, for there is no word, no device, no knowledge, no wisdom in the grave with our goals. Folks, if some of us will not be translated alive, but will be resurrected in the first res resurrection, what the wise man is trying to tell us, do not go to your grave with regret that you didn't do all that you could have done. Whatever thy hand findeth to do with thy might, do it with thy might. A man who is called by God, a man who walks by God, will never be outworked. Whatever talent God has given him or her, he or she will put it to good use so that he'll consume as well as produce. The voice of duty is the voice of God, an inborn heaven-sent guide. Whether it be pleasing or unpleasing, we are to do the duty that lies directly in our path. If the Lord would have us bear a message to Nineveh, it will not be pleasing to him for us to go to Joppa or Capernaum. God has reasons for sending us to the place to which our feet are directed. It is the little foxes that spoil the vines, the little neglects, the little deficiencies, the little dishonesties, the little departures from the principle that blind the soul and separate it from God. It is the little, it is 
It is the little things of life that develop the spirit and determine the character. Those who neglect the little things will not be prepared to endure severe tests when they are brought to bear upon them. Remember that the character building is not finished till life ends. Every day a good or bad break is placed in the structure. You are either building crookedly or with exactness and correctness that will make a beautiful temple for God. <coughs> Therefore, in looking for great things to do, neglect not the little opportunities that come to you day by day. He, he who neglects the little things and yet flatters himself that he is ready to do wonderful things for, for the master is in danger of failing altogether. <coughs> Life is made up not of the great sacrifices, not of great sacrifices, and of wonderful achievements, but of little things. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with your mind. Make your work pleasant with, a, with songs of praise. If you would have a clean record in the books of heaven, never fret or scold. Let your daily prayer be, Lord, help me to do my best. Give me energy and cheerfulness. Help me to bring into my service the loving ministry of the saints. Look upon every duty, however humble, as sacred, because it is part of God's service. Let me repeat that one more time. Look upon every duty, however humble, as sacred, because it is part of God's service. Do not allow anything to make you forgetful of God. Bring Christ into all that you do. Then your lives will be filled with the brightness and thanksgiving. You will do your best, moving forward cheerfully in the service of the Lord. Your hearts filled with His joy. In heavenly places, page two two six. Amen. God is good. All the time. All the time. All the time. God is good. God is good. Well, folks, uh, any final thoughts before we close? Kelly, sorry, you said something. Uh, I cut you. No, no, I just say God is good, but I'm, I'm just thankful for these reminders um, because it will help uh, work or make work easier or living easier if we remember these things. Amen. Okay, uh, folks, I'll, uh, I think I just one slide that I need you to tidy up a bit before I set it out. So, anyone care to pray for us to close our study? Any volunteers for 2022? Anyone? I'll pray. Let us pray. Okay, let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this Bible studies. Thank you for the great reminders, Lord, that we have learned. We ask that you continue to remind us as we meditate upon this message. Help us to not only receive this message, but help our the fruits and our whole being reflect this message to others. There are many who are in search of you and help us to empower us to lead them to you. We know that the enemy... Uh, is, is a headhunter, but uh, help us to be a heaven hunter. Help us to always seek things of the kingdom. Oh, help us to always seek you and use us mightily. Help us to always get in, into your word so that when things happen in life, we are not discouraged, but we can be reminded on how people of the past has overcame such temptation or such trials. Bless Uncle John and everyone in this Bible studies and everyone who will be accepting or receiving this mess, uh, this Bible study notes later on in the email. Be with us for the remaining of the day and we ask that you protect us and guide us and bring us back here to another Bible study next week. We say these prayers, Father, in and through your Son. In Jesus' name and we say, Amen. 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 God bless you. Have a blessed week, folks. And, God bless, uh, bro. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 God bless. God bless.
Thank you for stopping by the Chat Show Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's program. Please remember to come back for more interviews, programs, music, and others that you might enjoy. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast or YouTube channel of Chad Show. And I hope you have a great day in the Lord. Aloha.